Mike Seven Chakras, episode 79. We are what we repeatedly do. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to Mile 7 Chakras, and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's going on Action Takers, AJ here and I am so grateful that you are back once again to get inspired and transform your life. Now, the sole reason for creating these episodes is you, the Action Taker. And as we draw closer to our 100th episode, I want to ensure that the content we put out is exactly what you need at this moment in time. So in order to ensure that this happens, I have one question for you, just one. What is your single biggest passion or frustration when it comes to healing naturally. So an example of passion could be that you really want to learn Qigong or yoga this year, or you're really passionate about meditation. On the other hand, a frustration could be that you've tried learning about the chakra system before, but you just can't seem to understand the concepts that well. Or you might have tried out many diets in the past to lose weight, but nothing seems to work. So send me a message by going to our website that's www.my7chakras.com S-E-V-E-N Clicking the button, contact AJ on the top menu bar and typing down what exactly is your single biggest passion or frustration when it comes to healing naturally. Again, to send me a message, visit our website, my7chakras.com Click the button, contact AJ on the top menu bar and write down your name, email address, the city where you're from and your single biggest passion or frustration when it comes to healing naturally. I read and reply to all your messages and most importantly, this would provide me the feedback to provide you the best experience possible. So allow me to serve you. And today, Action Takers, I am really, really stoked to bring you our featured guest, Mike Ferry. So Mike, are you ready to inspire? I absolutely am, AJ. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Mike Ferry is a veteran middle school teacher, father of four, and author of teaching happiness and innovation. He'll be sharing several happy ways to lower stress and improve your health today. So Mike, I've given our action takers a small intro, but take about a minute and tell us a little bit more about you. Okay, well, uh, first of all, thanks again for having me on on your podcast here. I'm a veteran middle school teacher and uh, father of four kids, as you mentioned, and the author of the book, Teaching Happiness and Innovation. And uh, I'm an expert in teaching happiness and creativity to kids. As a teacher and and as a father, that's what I really want to do, is to help kids form these habits early on so that they go on to have happiness and success in life. And, you know, of course, whatever works for children will work for us as well. We all have the same brains. So Mm -hmm. I'm very eager to share with your listeners, with your action takers, uh, ways that we can decrease our stress, improve our health, and have the best lives possible. Well, thanks a lot for that crisp intro, Mike. And right before we begin each and every episode, we take a few seconds to become mindful and get inspired through words. And I know that you have an inspirational quote in store for us. So what is your 
favorite inspirational quote and could you share one example of how you apply the quote to your life sure sure well since learning about the science of happiness mm-hmm. one thing that has stood out for me is the fact that practice makes perfect and the habits that we have on a daily basis are extremely important and that's related to uh, a very famous quote by aristotle we are what we repeatedly do mm-hmm. and it's so true if we practice habits that lead to anxiety then we're going to be more anxious but if we practice habits that lead to happiness then we're going to be much happier well that's a really profound quote we are what we repeatedly do and that's a good time right now for us to really introspect and think about our routines morning routine afternoon routine or evening routine right before we go to sleep because in that routine we're doing something repeatedly and that repetition really shows the type of life that we're leading so thanks a lot for reminding us and uh, the first question that i really have is what inspired you to write your book teaching happiness and innovation well a few years ago i was at an education conference and uh, that that's when i was introduced to the concept of the science of happiness and it completely changed my life as a father and as a teacher and i knew that i had to take this knowledge back to my classroom and to my own family because um it's so important to get our kids on the right path as early as we can you know if you're a parent you teach your kids how to brush their teeth you take them to the doctor when they're sick uh you try to encourage a healthy diet and all of us want our kids to be happy in life so by teaching happiness we can strengthen their emotional immune systems and we uh, become happier ourselves at the same time it's uh, it's a win-win mm-hmm. so mike what according to you is true happiness oh my gosh well I, true happiness to me would be probably more along the lines of contentedness uh you know b- being satisfied with uh with where you are although in order to be happy you do want to grow you want to be able to improve over time but someone who is truly happy is not motivated by the latest and the greatest it's not about stuff it's about people and it's about making the most of the time that we have on this planet so it, to me happiness is a communal sort of thing that's dominated by gratitude and uh, and trying to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful you mentioned being satisfied with where you are and that sort of brought into my mind a concept of being mindful because a lot of times we are planning about the future what we can do 3 6 or 9 months from now or we are dwelling in the past something that we can't really control. but you mentioned that although it's important to plan and to set goals but it's also important to be satisfied with where you are in this very present moment well sure you're exactly right and when you think about it stress can come from a number of different sources but when we feel stressed and anxious often it's because there's a gap between where we are and where we think we need to be or where we want to be Mm-hmm. and th- there's a lot of unhappiness in that space so if we can get ourselves to the point where we feel grateful for the experiences that we've had for the people in our lives for the situations that we enjoy mm-hmm. then we're going to be much happier and we'll be less anxious 
Now, based on what I read from your website, one of your goals is to create a happier classroom and to help other teachers do the same thing. So, what inspired you to begin this journey or this quest to create a happier classroom? Is there something missing with the current curriculum? Well, I'd have to say, you know, for me personally, I'm very fortunate because I teach it in an independent school. So where I am, we're not necessarily tied to mm-hmm. the same uh, you know, national standards that we would in a public school. But uh, yes, I, I thought there was more that I could do as a teacher to create a happier environment. And you know, the happier we are as people, the more successful we're likely to be. And if we have a happy brain, then we're going to learn more. We're going to be more creative. Our critical thinking will be stronger. And it'll be easier to form new memories. And obviously, all of those factors are very important if we want to have academic success. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let's talk about the science behind this. What does research have to say about the state of happiness? Is happiness a cause or mainly a result of achieving something? Well, more and more research is indicating that happiness is something that results from our behavior and Mm -hmm. our beliefs. And uh, we can't assume that success will make us happy. You know, um, if I could just get the right job or if if I can meet Mr. Right or Miss Right, whatever the case may be, if I could just have this level of material abundance, then I'll be happy. You know, that's the way that many of us believe. But actually, the reverse is true. Happiness tends to lead to success. So what we want to do is build our habits of happiness and we'll have all the successes line up for us in our lives. So. For a mom or dad listening to the show right now, is there a simple but effective way to teach happiness or kindness to kids at home? Well, sure, sure. And I'll give you a few ideas. And as I said earlier, these ideas work for our kids, but they also work for us. Wonderful. So we've been talking about the word gratitude already fairly often in this podcast. And I, I would imagine that many of your listeners, many of your uh, your action takers are already familiar with the concept of gratitude. It is extremely important in making us happier people. Mm-hmm. And so many of us and so many of our kids are wired to whine, so to speak, <laughs> which which is the opposite of gratitude. But as I said in my opening quote, we are what we repeatedly do. True. So if we practice gratitude on a daily basis, it's going to become easier for us. Here's a tip that you can put into action right away that's very easy and your kids will enjoy it too. Just uh, get a stack of Post-it notes mm-hmm. and a pencil and every day – Everybody in your family can jot down one thing you're grateful for on a post-it note and create a gratitude wall. Maybe it's in your kitchen. It could be on your fridge. It might be in your dining room. It might be on a window or a mirror. You know, pick whatever works best for your situation. And after several weeks, you'll see the whole wall fill up. And as you do this, first of all, it's fun to do this with the other mm-hmm. members of your family. It's it, it's something that will bring you together and uh, you start new conversations. But also, when we are reminded of all of the good things in our lives, it has a tremendously positive impact on us. Because we, we tend to think of the bad. Mm-hmm. When we reflect on our situation, we tend to ruminate on the bad things in our lives and when we compare ourselves with others, we tend to compare our own situation with those who have more. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that increases that gap that I was talking about. But if we can get away from that comparison and instead be constantly reminded of the good things that we have, then we'll be much happier as a result. And our kids will uh, will feel that as well. Wonderful. So that's a really powerful exercise. Action takers, especially if you have a large or even a small family, get a box of post-it notes and a pencil and create what is known as a gratitude wall in some corner of your home. Of course, benefits are awesome. Teamwork for your kids and you. You get some fun time to be together, some learning. And of course, as Mike mentioned, you're collectively remembering the good things in your life. And that's powerful, not only for right now, but also as your kids become adolescents or maybe adults sometime in the future. That is powerful for their lives. So take this on as a project, as a challenge. Have a gratitude wall. And Mike, in my case, my sister is in the United States. I'm in Canada and my parents are in India. So what I've done is created a WhatsApp group and we you know, chat and interact regularly. But each day what I'm doing is having a gratitude day where I talk about one thing that I remember about the past and one reason why I am grateful for my parents. And that's working well because my sister also is remarking that this is a good habit and let me try uh, adding something that I'm grateful for as well. Oh, yeah, I, I love that, AJ. And you know, of course, that's powerful for two reasons that I could think of off the top of my head. First of all, when when we are grateful, we get a dopamine injection of, in our brains, and the more dopamine we get, the happier we are. So mm-hmm. being grateful leads to you know chemical change that makes us happier. But another thing is when we have deep connections with other people, mm-hmm. uh, that is another powerful predictor of happiness. So as you're sharing with your parents, with your sister, why you're grateful for them, you're strengthening the relationships that are there, and that's going to make you happier. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about a situation where there is no gratefulness. In other words, stress. What, according to your research, are some of the reasons why people and even kids are stressed these days? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, there's uh, more and more research is pointing to the fact that Stress is a huge part of our lives, and mm-hmm. you know, stress is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, if we have a little bit, if we have a moderate amount, then it can be good because it can prompt us to act. And if you think of a guitar string, mm-hmm. you know, just the right amount of tension in that string will produce a beautiful tone. But uh, if it's too slack... Uh, you won't get any sound whatsoever. And if it's too tight, then it'll snap on you. And obviously, you won't get any sound there either. So what, what we want to do is we want to manage our stress, realizing that it's going to be a normal part of our lives. We probably can't get rid of it entirely. Um, and we want to model behaviors that help our kids manage that stress as well. But you know, stress is a huge problem. Um, I'm most familiar with statistics in the United States, but I'm not exactly sure what it is for Canada and and elsewhere in the world. But here in the U.S., uh, heart disease is the number one killer of men and women. And heart disease, of course, is uh, related in great part to genetics, and there's nothing you can do about that. But the stress that we feel has a, a huge impact as well on the health of our heart and whether or not we're likely to have a heart attack Mm -hmm. or other issues. So this is a huge problem 
for our overall health, but also just for our emotional well-being. And we do need to take steps to try to mitigate the effects that stress has on us. And actually, not only does it impact our heart, but it can break down our cells throughout our body. Uh, Stress over the long haul can destroy our brain structure. Uh, It causes premature aging and and other problems in addition. So it's a, it's a big problem. And moving on for somebody listening to the show right now, somebody who is experiencing stress from various aspects of his or her life, could you recommend a fast and easy tip to lower stress and maybe improve the person's health? Sure. Well, this is something that I like to do either on my own or um, actually with my students, with my sixth grade history students. But what we'll do is we'll just uh, we'll take a time, a, a few minutes, to turn off the lights in the room and everybody shuts their eyes. And uh, what we do is we try to picture that we're sitting on the bank of a river. And as we're sitting there, we watch all the stressful events or people or causes float by us and float downstream away from us forever. So just one by one, you try to picture everything that's causing you stress, leaving you, going far away, and where it can't bother you anymore. And while you are visualizing that, you're also doing some focused breathing. So maybe breathing in through your nose for a count of three, and then breathing out through your mouth for a count of five, and uh, watching your stress float on down the river. That seems like a really powerful visualization and firstly i'm glad that you pointed out that stress is not necessarily a bad thing sometimes stress just like in a guitar string can compel us to take action and to make music out of our lives but as you mentioned what we need are certain tips certain strategies or mechanisms to manage this stress and i'm sure that listeners back at home uh, listening to the show will take this visualization exercise that you just suggested and use it in their own lives and suggest it for their kids as well. Imagining the stressful objects or the people gradually floating downstream. I love that. Thanks a lot for sharing. Oh, sure, AJ. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stay with problems longer. Now, this is a very profound quote by Albert Einstein. And this means that we've arrived at the round during which we listen to stories about people who overcame a major challenge. And this has been proven many times in the past by our featured guests. The longer we stick with the problem, the higher our chances are of experiencing a breakthrough. And I'm sure that you've had your fair share of challenges as well, Mike. So take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. How did you approach the issue and how did you overcome it? Okay, I love this segment because actually one of the habits of happiness that I talk about in my book and I I try to present to people is perseverance. Mm -hmm. And uh, people who persevere through the hard times are much more likely to find success and happiness in their lives. And in addition to teaching, I've also been a coach, a soccer, basketball, and and softball coach. So uh, over the course of my coaching career, I've had lots of challenging experiences, lots of uh, games that didn't necessarily go your way. So I, I'd like to share one experience that was the biggest comeback that I had as a coach. Uh, it was actually 
in a JV basketball game, and we were playing against our arch rival. And in the third quarter, we were trailing by 17 points. And I think that most people in the gym thought that it was going to be a bloodbath, and we were certainly going to lose. It was only a matter of what the final margin would be. Uh, And I might have been the only person in that whole building who thought we had a chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I called a timeout, a 30-second timeout, and got the team together, and I said, you know what, guys? We have been taking excellent shots this entire game. Eventually, they're going to go in. All we have to do is stiffen up our defense a little bit, force more turnovers, and things are going to go our way. And I looked around the huddle, and I'm not sure that everybody completely believed what I was saying, but for whatever reason, they left that timeout with the resolve to make those changes. And wouldn't you know, bit by bit, we started chipping into their lead. And uh, by the end of the game, we had come all the way back and we hit a few clutch free throws in the uh, waning seconds to Mm. actually win the game. So, I mean, sports are great for that, for indicating the power of perseverance through struggle. And, you know, that's an experience that I return to often in my own mind, and uh, also I made it a point to discuss with the players on that team to say, you know, not many people would have given you a chance to come back and win this game, but you did. You came all the way back, and this is something you'll remember forever, and this is motivation for you in whatever you do to realize that you're never out of it. And Mm -hmm. if you're willing to struggle, good things will happen. Powerful. So looking back now, what is that one major life lesson that our listeners can take away from your story? Life lesson would be, um, at this point, I'm 38. And 10 years ago, I had no idea what I would be doing in the next 10 years. But uh, here I am, age 38. I've written a book. I'm a speaker. I'm a teacher. I've got four kids. And I couldn't be more blessed than I am right now. But life has a way of presenting different avenues to you, and you might not know where those avenues are going to go, but if you are a happier person to begin with, then you're going to make better decisions. And one bit of advice that I can offer is to work on these these stress-defeating habits and to build up our gratitude and our perseverance so that when that life-altering moment happens – Wherever it is, whenever it is, you're going to have a much clearer sense of what direction you should take. Mm -hmm. So thanks a lot for sharing your story with us. You said that you were a sports coach and you were playing against your arch rival, trailing by 17 points. Everyone felt that you might be losing, but you were the only person who was confident that you can win. And you used that confidence, that happiness, that state of mind that you were in to communicate to your team a strategy. And that became the winning strategy because mainly of the state that you were in. And with that, you've reminded us that no matter what we go through, we always have a choice. And once we accept responsibility for what our situation is, that's when we can make a positive change. And as they say, that dawn always follows the darkest part of the night. That dawn for many is the dawn of finding their life's purpose or mission And of course, finding your life's purpose is not always straightforward, which might even take years. But listening to stories, that makes us confident that it's possible. So during this round, Mike, just imagine that you're sitting in front of a large bonfire, sharing your story with your 
fellow tribe members. And before learning about your story, I'd like to share a short quote that will help us get into a space of finding our life's true purpose. Today's powerful quote about finding your true purpose is contributed by one of our action takers from Sydney, Australia, Nikki Hayhurst. And the quote is by Carl Jung, who once said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So, Mike, have you found your life's calling? And if yes, what exactly is your life's true calling? Well, I have. And my calling can be divided into a, a few different categories. You know, First of all, as a father and as a husband, I just want to do the best job I can in helping my kids form habits that lead to happiness and success for them and help them to be good moral individuals as they grow up. And uh, you know, as a husband, I just want to be uh, the, the most loving and supportive force that I can be for my wife. As a teacher, I feel that my calling is similar to what I have for my own children, to teach them as much as I can about the world and uh, geography and economics and and historical events that have shaped us as a species, but also to leave them with habits of gratitude and to understand the importance of kindness and perseverance. And uh, beyond that, as a speaker and an author uh, and a musician, my calling is to spread this message of happiness and to do all I can to create a safer, more prosperous and more sustainable future. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that. So, Mike, looking back at your life, was there ever a moment in time beyond which you knew without a doubt that this is what you were meant to do? Take us to that very moment. Well, uh, earlier in the podcast, I mentioned that education conference I went to when I learned about the science of happiness. And you know, that was the eureka moment for me. I was sitting in the audience uh, listening to speakers talk about psychology and the structure of the brain and how our habits make us who we are and uh, learning more about where happiness comes from. And it all came together for me. I realized as a teacher, this is what I can do. I can give this gift of happiness and creativity to my students, and this will change everything for them. And uh, that really put me on the path to learn as much as I could about happiness and creativity and emotional well-being. And uh, that's, that's how I got to this point where I am right now. No, that's really inspiring. And action takers, if there's one thing that I can recommend to you is attend events, attend workshops and attend conferences, because irrespective of your state of mind at that point, once you enroll, you never know who you might meet, what you might learn and how those situations can change the course of your life, as in the case of Mike. So, Mike, thanks a lot for sharing that magical moment with us. And with that, we have reached the final round of today's episode, a.k.a. the Wisdom Round. Now, this round is a rapid-fire round. So, action takers, if it's convenient, take out a pen and paper or open up your Evernote to take things down. So, Mike, are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) What is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received is count your blessings. Name a personal habit that keeps you going. A personal habit that keeps me going is practicing gratitude with my kids and also that um, 
you know, the focused breathing exercise that I talked about earlier. And uh, actually, I'll go for a third one, playing music. Uh, I love to play the violin and the piano whenever I can, and that always clears my mind and uh, makes me much happier and uh, more productive. Wonderful. So, Mike, what is your morning ritual like? My morning ritual is chaos. <laughs> uh, alarm goes off, hop in the shower. Yeah. Make coffee and tea, fix lunches, corral the kids, throw them in the minivan, go to school and teach. That's <laughs> that's my morning ritual. I, I wish I had uh, more meditative stuff to throw in there, but I don't. Um, but I do use that time to try to uh, to practice gratitude with the kids, to try to get everybody in a positive mm-hmm. frame of mind, to talk about something creative or uh, stimulating for the intellect in some way. Wonderful. I can totally understand how it is when you have uh, kids at home and you have so many things to do, maybe make their tiffin box or get them ready and they might not be in the right mood and then to send them to school. So I completely understand the chaos that you might be experiencing. Now, name one book, just one, that has made a big impact on your life. One book would be Mindset by Carol Dweck. Perhaps your listeners are familiar with this book, but this book uh, is extremely important. It was very useful to me as I wrote my book, Teaching Happiness and Innovation. And it's all about how our mindset has a tremendous impact on our, uh, our ability to function in the world. And if we have a growth mindset, things will be much better for us than if we have a fixed mindset. So if you have not read that book, I very highly recommend it. So action takers, to access the show notes, go to our website. That's my S-E-V-E-N-C-H-A-K-R-A-S.com slash 7979 is in digits. And we don't do paid ads on our show. So if you can, please share this link for the benefit of your friends and family and they will thank you. Again, the link is my7chakras.com slash 79. Mike, it was awesome having you on our show today. Before you go, name one thing or person that you're really grateful for today and tell us the best way we can find you. Well, one person I'm grateful for right now is you, AJ. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> for, uh, for this opportunity to share these ideas with your listeners. Uh, but best way to reach me would be to go to my website, happinessandinnovation.com. That's happinessandinnovation.com. You can join my mailing list while you're there. And if you do, you can download a free chapter from my book, Teaching Happiness and Innovation. You can email me from the contact page, and you can also link up with me on Twitter, and that's MikeFerry7. That's the number seven, MikeFerry7. We'll have all the links in our show notes. So action takers, once again, to access the insights, the tips, and everything that we discussed about in the show, all you have to do is go to our website, that's my7chakras.com slash 79, and you'll have all the links, including this website, Mike's website, happinessandinnovation.com, so you can really know more about how you can learn about happiness, the science behind happiness, and utilize that to teach your kids some wonderful practices so that they become leaders of tomorrow. So, Mike, thank you so much for coming on our show talking to us about the power of true happiness and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Well, thank you, AJ. I had a lot of fun. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. 
Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.